the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. God always comes to a person's rescue if that person is looking and focusing on God, serving the Lord. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Now, I'm going to go back in history today to 2 Chronicles chapter 15, a little bit before that. I'm not going to read very much of the scripture, but I want to give you the background of where this promise of God came from, what initiated this promise. This promise is not only for Asa, the king of Israel, back then in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, but this promise is for us today. I'm talking about the promise, the Lord is with you. The scripture says in Romans 15, 4, this is the apostle Paul speaking, whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. We can't just close the Old Testament and say, I'm going to live in the New Testament. If you're going to live in the New Testament, you're going to live in the Old Testament because the Old Testament came out of the New Testament. It's the foundation. So would you put the the map on the screen for me, please? Let me give you just a little bit of background, and then I'll go on with the message. Okay. Uh, Here is Israel. You see Israel here? Can you people over there see okay? You getting it okay? All right. Here is Israel. Now, there's a a line of demarcation there. Here is the kingdom of Judah, right here. It's called the southern kingdom. Here is the northern kingdom of Israel. It is now all Israel. Israel and Judah are one. It was to always be like that. But there was a king that came and split the kingdom. This king's name was Jeroboam. He was never supposed to be king. He was not of the line and lineage of David. Only those of the line and lineage of David were to sit upon the throne of David. Jesus Christ is going to be the ultimate one to rule from the throne of David. But here comes this, perhaps he had to be a very charismatic person to win over the hearts of all of those people. And when he did, Judah seceded and split off. And this kingdom here at that time I was ruled by another king, Abijah. And Abijah had a son named, uh, well, they have some strange names in the Bible. (laughs) Asa. (laughs) So here is this man. He splits off this kingdom and he establishes idol worship. He does away with the worship of Almighty God. And that's why I said he had to be a very charismatic person to lead all of those people, hundreds of thousands of them, to follow him in this false worship of idol gods. 
And he, he didn't believe in God. He only believed in his idols. He only wanted the accolades of the people and uh, their homage. But this southern kingdom here with Judah continued to serve the Lord. Abijah, one of uh, several, several kings removed from David, maybe three or four kings removed from David. But he was the legitimate king. But wherever there is selfishness, self-centeredness, comes division. And when division comes, you can be sure that God is not in that at all. Uh, We think today of North and South Korea. We think of uh, North and South Vietnam. Uh, It's all Vietnam. It's all Korea. But because of different ideologies and there, there, there comes these divisions. That's exactly what happened here. Well, this king up here, uh, Jeroboam, he wasn't satisfied in only receiving part of the kingdom. He wanted the southern kingdom also. He wanted not only these people up here to be idol worshipers, he wanted Abijah, King Abijah, and his followers to be idol worshipers. It's, it's really interesting. When, when people sin, they want company to sin with them. They, they try to get others to do the same thing. So you got to be careful who you hang with. <laughs> okay, did I get an amen on that one? Okay, be careful who you hang with. <laughs> That's why we do our hugging out here at church. <laughs> so this man, Jer- Jeroboam, selfish as he was, he attacks the southern kingdom and he had them outnumbered two to one. This is part of history. This is coming right out of the Bible also. Had them outnumbered two to one. But because of Abijar uh, in the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, serving the Lord, God came to his rescue. God always comes to a person's rescue if that person is looking and focusing on God, serving the Lord. And he won a great victory. Well, now the kingdom is now put back together again. It's all one kingdom Abijar dies, the son Asa takes over the kingdom. No sooner had he taken over the kingdom than the um, Ethiopians attacked. Friend, you know sometimes when trouble comes, it comes in bunches. Have you ever noticed that? You haven't lived very long if you haven't. You, you, you don't have to live long. You'll, you'll see that that happens. And so when you get the victory one time, that doesn't mean you've got the victory forever and ever. And it's going to be okay all the way into glory now. No, the devil comes one way. He'll come another way. He'll come at a different angle. He does not like you because Jesus likes you and because you like Jesus. And so the enemy comes to attack God's people and disturb you in every way he can. So Asa establishes a theocracy that means God rule. This, this young man, he comes back with God ruling. He put the worship of God back. He does away with all of the idols. And when the Ethiopians attacked, he won again. His dad won over Jeroboam. And now he wins. Now, when he, uh, uh, the young man, the new king, is coming back, into the land after defeating the Ethiopians. Here comes this priest, Azahar, who tells him that the Lord is with him. the, The priest wanted him to know, you are not winning these battles on your own. Friend, we don't win on our own. We need God's help. And God is there ready, always available to help those who are trusting in him. And so this this priest comes. We don't know very much about this priest. 
but he was a godly man. And the scripture says in verse 1, the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the priest. The Spirit of God came upon him. I begin to think, how many times has God spoken to me personally? And how many different ways has God spoken to me through his Spirit? God, we have many uh, Azariahs, many priests, uh, maybe not in a physical form, but you know, when we're singing hymns out of the hymnal, very often, most of the times, something from that, God speaks to me through that. When the choir is singing, when the dancers are dancing, God speaks to me. Well, that's my Azariah. Has God spoken to you yet this morning? Okay. Well, if he hasn't, listen to me. (laughs) That's what Azariah said to uh, Asa. Listen to me. And then God speaks to us through sermons, through the reading of Scripture. Sometimes God will speak to us through a trusted Christian friend. Uh, A word will come forth. Uh, God has various ways of getting through to us. And when God speaks to us, uh, and he speaks when we're ready to hear and when we're listening and we want him to speak, He'll speak, and then we'll go and win more battles for the Lord and have greater victories for God. Now, God communicates to us, provided we are listening. Say the word listening. Listening. I think you're good listeners here at the church. I really do. You're listening to me. Sometimes I think you're not listening, and then I'll say something, and you'll laugh or you'll clap, and I'll say, hey, they are listening. (laughs) They didn't go to sleep. (laughs) So... Azariah the priest said to the young king, listen to me, meaning stop what you're doing, still yourself, settle down, close shop for a moment. See, that's what we do on Sunday mornings. We come out here to just stop everything. This is is not our usual uh, six-day-a-week activity. So we come to listen. Sometimes we're reading the Bible, have our our devotions at home. We're listening. Sometimes on the car radio, singing of hymns, we're listening or or using a, a, a CD. We're listening. And when we listen, God speaks. Now, I need to say that one again. When we are prepared to listen... God will speak to us. God is a talking God. We have a whole book full of his talk. And it's life, it's liberty, it's salvation to those who will listen. So this is what he said in verse 2. He said, listen to me. And then he said, the Lord is with you. Can anything be sweeter than that? The Lord is with you. I want, I want you to say, to look at me right now, I want you to just put your hand on your heart and say, the Lord is with me. Now think of the problem, the trouble, the difficulty, whatever it is. Are you thinking about it? Now say, say it again. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. Now you heard that. Hear it in your soul. Believe it. Let the Lord do what Only the Lord can do what the Lord wants to do, and that is to give you victory, to bless you abundantly. Jesus taught us to pray to this Lord and to call him Father, the Lord, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one that opened the Red Sea, the one that raised the dead. He has all power in heaven and in earth, and he has power enough to meet your need and mine today. The Lord is with me. Oh, that, that has been going over and over in my heart, and I've been saying it over repeatedly. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. 
It is true. The Lord is with you. I want you now to turn to your neighbor on your left and on your right and say, the Lord is with you. Come on. The Lord is with you. We're not alone. You tell me your your trouble, the Lord is with you. You tell me about your financial crisis, the Lord is with you. You talk about your fears and your concerns, the Lord is with you. Now, friends, everyone here today has a choice. We can either focus on our problem or we can focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. We choose where we're going to focus. You and I choose whether we're going to focus on the problem or focus on the promise. Let's focus on the promise. The Lord is with you. Meaning you, God's people, you who worship the Lord. Asa was worshiping the Lord. Jeroboam was not worshiping the Lord. He was worshiping idols. But the man that worshiped the Lord, listen, the man that worshiped the Lord, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And that man could go out and win his battles. He was not defeated because he worshiped the Lord. Now, God is in control. He's on our side. He's on your side today. And I have this message from the Holy Spirit. And I truly believe the Holy Spirit came upon me in my preparation. And he's now telling me to tell you to listen. Not just to what I'm saying. That, that, won't, that won't count. But to listen to the promise of God, which was written aforetime for your instruction. And that is, the Lord is with you. I say that in Jesus' name. I say that by the power of the Holy Spirit. I say that in faith. The Lord is with you. Amen. The Lord is with you. Now, being a Christian does not mean we're going to have less troubles. Now, I'm going to become a Christian. And I'm going to get a smooth life. I'm going to get away from all my troubles. It doesn't mean you're going to have less troubles. It doesn't mean you're never going to get sick. It, being a Christian doesn't mean you're never going to have a financial crisis. It doesn't mean that you're never going to have a family problem. Being a Christian doesn't mean those things. But let me tell you, are you listening? Let me tell you what it does mean to be a Christian. It means that you're going to have peace in the midst of your trouble. Can you say amen? Amen. That you're going to have peace in the midst of your trouble. It means that when you get sick, you have a great physician to pray to, to believe in, to trust in, to heal and to bring blessing to your physical body. That's what it means to be a Christian. It means that God holds tomorrow. We have no idea what and tomorrow is going to be like there are so many uncertainties with our children, with our family, with our mortgages, with our, our job. We, we do not know. But God holds tomorrow. That's what it means to be a Christian. It means to be a Christian means God holds your tomorrows and all your uncertainties are in his hands. It means that you have a great physician to pray to when your body becomes ill. It means that when the trouble is there, you have peace. That's what it means to be a Christian. Do you understand what it means to be a Christian? (laughs) It does not mean you're going to have less troubles or no troubles at all. It just means this. The Lord is with you. That's what it means to be a child of God. That's what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian doesn't mean that our lives are going to be easier uh, and less troublesome. Uh, But God gave us Jesus. And the name Jesus Emmanuel, what does that mean? God is with us. Now listen to me, friends. Either he is 
or he isn't. Huh? The Lord is with you. Either he's with you or he isn't. Now, these are the precious promises of the Lord. Now, we have to decide, is he bluffing? <laughs> is he putting me on? Is the Almighty really with me? Is he truly my Abba Father? Either he is or he isn't. Very often when a person dies and they linger for just a few moments before they breathe their last, we're very interested in hearing what their last words are going to be. What, what did she say? What were her last words just before she expired? Well, let me tell you what Jesus' last words were just before he sent, ascended. Do you know what they are? Lo, I am with you always. Good times, bad times, happy times, sad times. That was his last words. And he went back to heaven. Now, that's true or it isn't true. And we know it's true if we'll trust in him, listen to him, believe in him. His victory and his blessing will come to us. But there's something else I must hear. I'm not done listening yet. You're not done listening yet, are you? Okay. All right. Point C in your outline. Be faithful to the Lord. Put on the screen for me, please. Uh, verse 2, that part of verse 2 that I asked for, Second Chronicles 15, verse 2. Look up here and read it with me. In unison, the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, how, how clear does he have to be? <laughs> Can you understand plain English? <laughs> Notice, the Lord, capital letters, Jehovah, the God Almighty that created the starry heavens, and you and all the earth and all that is in it. The Lord. He, he's not a weak Lord. He's the Almighty. The Lord is with you when? When is the Lord with me? When? When I'm with him. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I could jump up and down. <laughs> Friend, there's a responsibility that you and I must carry to receive the blessing of the Lord. Someone said one time I was talking to them, and they, they were going through a very difficult time. I was in their home and having prayer with them. And they said, there's a scripture that says Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat, behind the part of the boat. And uh, then this person asked me, she said, this when is he going to wake up? And I felt like saying, sir, when are you going to wake up? <laughs> he went, the disciples went back and shook him and they woke him up. Friend, every time you go to Jesus, Jesus becomes alert for you. He's there for you. But if you don't go to him, the storm will rage right on. It says, when you are with him. When you are with him, you cannot and I cannot be disobedient, go my own way, be lackadaisical about worship and serving God, uh, uh, not, not concerned about his word, and, and just do whatever I want to do. And then when tragedy comes, oh, where's the Lord? Somebody wake him up. Fred, you've been living in sin all this time. 
And now you want him just sort of to erase it. The Bible says what you sow, you reap. It's like the harvest. The man goes out, he sows his field. The, the crop comes up and then he looks at it and that's not the crop he wanted. He says, wipe it away. I don't want it. Friend, you sowed it. It grew exactly like you planted it. Your life is a matter of choices that you make. You made the choices. But what can we do now? When you are with him, we can turn back to God. We can seek the Lord. We don't complain and say, the Lord did this to me. The Lord made all these promises. Yes, he did make all these promises, great and mighty promises, but he also made a promise. Listen, he also made a promise when you are with him. Now, we want to do our own thing, live our own life, have our own lifestyle, and then, Lord, help me. No, no, he's not going to just ignore all that that's in the past. What can you do with all of that that's in the past? Repent, confess, turn and be with the Lord. Then the victory comes. But you repent with an attitude and with a determination and with a commitment. It's done and I'm not going to do it anymore. Amen. Amen. Then the victory comes. Then the windows of heaven are open. Then the showers of blessings come upon you. Now, God has a plan. It's a very simple plan. That verse of Scripture is so clean. The Lord is with you when you are with him. How simple can that be? How plain? That's the challenge. Now, how can I be with him? Verse 2 continues, if you seek him, he will be found. If you seek him. Now, they're not three and four syllable words there. They're not in Greek or Latin, Hebrew or Aramaic. That's just plain English. When you seek the Lord, if you seek the Lord, that is a big, big if. We want the Lord to be our Santa Claus. We want to do our own thing, live our own lifestyle, behave the way we want to behave, and then when trouble comes, God erase all the past and just get, get me out of this. Get me out of this. Make things go right. It doesn't work that way, friend. It doesn't work that way. Here's how it works. Your life and my life receiving victory works according to the will of God and the word of God. He says, if you seek him, if, if, that's a function word. That's a function word. That means you have to function. You have to seek him. You have to call upon him. You have to confess to him. You have to ask him. You have to deal with the past with him, the two of you, you and God dealing with it. Friend, you can move beyond a life of defeat into a life of victory. Right now, this morning, as the Holy Spirit works in your life, you can leave with great victory. But you have to deal honestly, openly, and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I have sinned. Still with me? Okay. We want the blessing, don't we? But the repentance and the confession and the stopping, we don't want that. It's too much fun. <laughs> no, turn to the Lord and he will be there. Now, the psalmist said this, Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. I sought the Lord. No, notice, I sought the Lord. I sought, he answered. I sought, he answered. But if I don't do anything and if I don't go to him, with all my fear, all my anxiety, all my problems, all my troubles, 
all, all my misdemeanors, if I don't go to him, he'll keep right on sleeping in the back part of the boat. But those disciples were afraid. Their life was at stake. They were going under. Friend, God doesn't want you to go under. He wants you to go over. (laughs) There's victory in Jesus today. There's victory in Jesus for every person here that's going through a very difficult time. The Lord is with you. That's how it works when you are with him. What a promise. Can you go out believing the promise of God? Receiving the victory of the Lord? Praise God. Why don't you look up the screen and read the conclusion with me in unison. Then we're going to pray together. Listen to what God is saying. Call upon him and he will answer. Be faithful in adversity. The Lord is with you when you are with him. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris. May the word of God you hear on this program bring healing and wholeness to your life, spiritual healing, emotional healing, physical healing. We appreciate your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. Friend, Jesus loves you and we love you too. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.